on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to high tide. It is five minutes after five here on the high tide. Good morning to you if you're thinking of heading out today to Sydney's enclosed waters. That is Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay. We're looking at east to south easterly, 10 to 15 knots. Turning northeasterly in the afternoon, seas below 0.5 for offshore Broken Bay to Port Hacking. Southeasterly, 10 to 15 knots, turning northeasterly in the afternoon. Seas 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to 1 metre around midday. The swell will be southerly, 1.5 to 2 metres, decreasing to 1.5 uh, earlier in the evening as well. Cloudy is the general forecast, and as you were saying, Alan, a bit windier as you go further north. Yes, it is. Let's go up to Tenderfield to find out how Australia Day was up there. Morning, Steve Bowler. Good morning. Now, Australia Day went off literally with a bang. I did the fireworks show last night for uh, Tenderfield Show, our show being on yesterday and again today. So, um, fireworks show went really well. Actually, I was pretty happy with it, although they um, forgot to turn the lights off for me, which annoyed me quite a bit at the time, but... Uh, Everything went really well and everything, all the, the uh, effects went off, so I was pretty happy with it. But at the end of the day, I'll probably take the win. But um, today we'll, we'll be back there. We have a little uh, stall for, you know, both the shop and shoes, Fisher's Farmer and Shambler's little IT business that he runs and uh, I think girls there for scouts. So we're, we've got a little multifunction tent there. Uh, the orange tent near the shearing uh, shed. So if you are in the, the area or going to the Tenerfield show, by all means drop down. Uh, also today is the deep water races they're on. So that's going to go off like a frog in the sock and uh, just be very, very full on down there. So I was, I was talking to uh, Constable Plot last night and uh, he was sort of not looking forward to, to today. So it's going to just <laughs> one for them, but that's all right. Uh, yesterday was really good. The show was, you know, it was hot. It was, for Tenerfield, it was real hot. Uh, we had those occasional sort of cloud covers come over. Didn't last very long, but you, so you really noticed the, the cooling down effect. Um, today it was like much of the same with the potential of, of some rain later in the day. Uh, I think it was as hot as yesterday. And it, and it rains, we'll, we'll probably get uh, some, you know, ice cubes with it. So um, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. I uh, see Channel 7 um, Sunrise highlighted Tatterfield on Thursday morning, but I didn't see you there. Yeah, Wednesday. They, they Wednesday, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, they were around doing the, the thing, but, um, you yeah, know, I, I was busy doing my thing as well. Yeah, I was uh, in the... Um, uh, kitchen doing a few things at the showground there and we're all there's all hands on deck this this past week getting things That's ready good. for the show and um yeah i mean it's very very early for us to, to have the show on and you know not a great weekend for it really when you think of the deep water races and the straight date long weekend and so forth we had a really good crowd there yesterday so. who, who gets Hopefully. to pick who, sorry, Steve, who gets to pick when you have the show on in town? Or is it a circuit, or how does it work? Yeah, it's, it's put on by the um, Agricultural Society, too, because Easter is so uh, early this year, needed everything done before the Easter show so that, you know, everybody could enter the Easter show and all, all the, you know, 
know, various winners could go to the Easter show. So uh, that's that's sort of where the uh, the date was set. It wasn't really by our show society. It was sort of foisted upon us, but that's okay. It, it, it worked, and we'll, we make it work. And you know, we, we've got a very uh, proactive little little uh, show society here in town. And you know, I'm, I'm sort of a very small part of it. We've got other people, um, but the you know. The president Peter Petty and uh, our, our secretary there, Kim Rhodes, you know, both do a fabulous job. Particularly Kim, you know, she's been there for the last couple of weeks, just smashing it out. So definitely take your hat off for, for her. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, in terms of fishing, yeah, good good reports this week, and I, I think uh, those guys that were smart enough to go away and. and uh, you know, go for a long weekend fish will be doing really well uh, I know uh, my friend Smith down there at Armadale is doing exactly that uh, they're taking the, the big boat down to, to Coffs and they're going and chasing some, some uh, body and, and uh, striped things so hopefully we get uh, some reports for them for next weekend ok uh, that's good yeah I better let you guys get yeah, to so- it uh, you've got Peter Sayer in there so yes so much to talk about. It's only 64 days to Easter too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I knew that because I knew it was close. But on, uh, you know, Boxing Day they had uh, Easter, <laughs> Easter buns. In the, uh, <laughs> Hot cross buns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the major supermarket chains are going to try and boycott that one. Yeah, that'll be interesting, yeah. Yeah, because it offends some people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on, it's about food. They'll, 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 that's their major business, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Allegedly. They're ripping off the farmer, they'll be happy. That's the one. <laughs> well uh. said, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, Steve. So, Stevie Bollard, yeah, that's right. They're uh, giving the farmers a hard time, aren't they? But, uh, the farmers are the lifeblood of this country. That's right. That's right. Uh, without that, we go very hungry. Yes. Now, everybody's up. Uh, feeling it to be honest with you gentlemen i think you know that everybody feels like they're they're being kicked a bit but if it's only 60 more days till the least that means there's only 70 more days before christmas decorations go up <laughs> <laughs> that's true a report from jason isaac ned kelly's bait and tackle 42 gordon street at port macquarie they are open seven days 17 or 6 p.m uh the beach as per the past few months red weed's still present on most of the beaches and you say if you find a clean water there are tailor whiting and brim about uh, the rocks tailor on most of the headlands, the odd fish well over the three kilo mark. In the estuary, flatties and white are consistent in the hastings along with a few brim. A good chance of mulloway around the rake walls. Offshore, the current has picked up significantly, making it hard for bottom fishing. Good news, though, for those keen on the inshore pelagic with the odd mackerel and cobia now in Barry's Bay. So that's Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's bait and tackle. And we'll take a break because it's a high tide on the Super Network. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au. 
Stiff, sore and sorry can help you manage the discomfort of arthritis. And with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee, what have you got to lose? Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Relief Gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website, Love Oil Collection. That's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040-6671-359. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Enjoy a brilliant $2,000 factory bonus on selected Santa Fe and Palisade. Plus a great $1,500 factory bonus on the Tucson SUV. Experience our most innovative SUVs, packed with SmartSense safety, advanced technology and intuitive design. Hurry, limited time only. Offer on select stock and not applicable on every model. T's and C's apply. Visit your local showroom today. Imagine that. Hyundai. There's no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670-8888. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au 2SM Have your say. Text us on 0458 049 209 On 2SM and the Super Radio Network You're listening to High Tide Brought to you by Blake's Marine Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au And Shimano Tomorrow's tackle today Welcome back to High Tide uh, Blake's Marine is open today 8am to 4pm Four five double seven double six double nine. If you need any bits and pieces Or somebody gets going for the weekend Give them a call So Pete, how much work's involved in a commercial boat with logs as far as keeping things and doing bits and pieces. I wish I'd made a list. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to work here by memory. Um, once upon a time, I used to have a little notebook that I kept in my top pocket. And it was just a small size of pack of cigarettes, really, notebook. And I used to write down there where we went, what we'd done and what the conditions were. And um, it grew from there, probably starting around the year 2000, I guess. And then we come up with safety management systems. Um, which needs to be maintained and uh, you need to keep records of the crew training, records of skipper training, inductions and that sort of stuff. Then it grew a bit further and we need uh, uh, fish logs. So um, unlike most fisheries, we don't just uh, say that we caught um, you know, two boxes of snapper or something like that. Um, 
they initially wanted, since I'm trying to think of New South Wales here, which is mainly based now, um, <coughs> sorry, which the industry we're talking about is mainly based, and that was they wanted every fish measured and then the, the, the latitudes and longitudes and where we were catching these. Every fish? Every fish measured, and oh, that just good. got ridiculous. So that come back to... Um, I think these days it's an average size or something like that, which, which we catch and the number of fish that we catch. But it comes to a lot of reporting. When you've got customers you're trying to look after, uh, it gets fairly substantial. So then we move on. We've got sewage logs that we need to keep, and that is discharged and whether you're pumped out or not pumped out or where it is. Um, engine maintenance logs, because all of that comes into it. Should you have something uh, like a propeller fall off, they want to know when it was last looked at and how long you spent there and all that sort of thing. Um, first aid kits need to be logged these days. Um, so we've got to keep a log of our first aid trick, first aid training, um, the master's tickets when they expire, uh, insurance is another one which sneaks into it. Um, and not only do you need a certificate of survey for your boat these days, you also need a certificate of operation for your boat. Certificate of operation? Yeah. So you get your boat surveyed. But you also need a certificate of operation, which is how the boat is managed. Um, and watch your shore staff, because you need shore staff these days as well, um, how you keep them informed of what you were doing and how many people you got on board with your passenger logs, which is another log book. <laughs> Who pays for all this stuff? Uh, the passenger. Yeah. In the long run, it's the passenger. And um, one of the things you will get when they put all these extra requirements back onto you, not to mention um, EPIRB registrations, logbooks, yeah. and radio logbooks, um, is they say, oh, well, everyone else is the same. Everyone. Do dive industry have this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. the, the dive logs just brings in a whole new <laughs> gambit again. Um, but... It isn't everyone that has to do it because if you're like uh, we were when we were operating out of Queensland, we're competing against Bali, Indonesia, yes. um, and every other overseas country. And they say, oh, well, Australia's too expensive. We'll go somewhere else where there's less regulations and um, uh, fewer costs. Now, I'm definitely not anti-safety. I'm a 100% believe in safety and operations. But um, when we had to fill in... Um, so I'll go back to Queensland now. We had to fill in uh, the um, log books for Queensland fisheries uh, for what fish we were catching. And then on top of that, fishing exactly the same location, we had to fill in a fish log return for um, national parks. <laughs> so we had to do two sets of fish returns. And all of this activity that you're trying to do, it either means... You're paying staff overtime when you um, get back in, or if you're trying to do it at sea, it's time that I'm not spending with the customer. With the customers, yeah. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? What did you think of that, Grant? I, I, I was just sitting listening to Pete, and I'm thinking yeah, it makes a, a trip to the proctologist almost sound not a basic, doesn't it? I mean, really, if you've got to take if you've got to take measurements of the fish and the species of the fish and the weight of the fish, that's all right. You surely got to be able to get a government grant from the DPI for doing that job. <laughs> Well, strange to say that because um, when we were on the um, the MAC, the Management Advisory Committee for Charter Fishing, they came up with all these IDs and I said, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I said, well, we'll just put in an hourly rate which we're going to invoice you for <laughs> because we're, we're keeping records for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? They, they didn't much like that idea for some reason. Um, 
and and oh, there's another issue now we've got, and that's um, in Queensland. Uh, all these logs now have to be done by um, internet. So you no longer have a log book. So if you're working offshore, uh, you basically these days um, you've got to be keeping good records. Then when you get back in and upload them all and download them all, and I hate computers in the best of times, it just becomes uh, monotonous. So uh, thank goodness for Starlink these days. If I was out there uh, commercially now, at least I can put it straight up on Starlink, I suppose. Um, yeah, um, but even then, if... You know, for for other operators that maybe don't have Starlink, if they've got to do it that way, there's an added expense, oh, it, so which goes straight into the to the punter's pocket. Yeah, I, I I agree with keeping some sort of a log of what you're doing out there, but uh, let's get it all together. It's um it's a bit like uh, EPIRBs too. Now, my vessel carries uh, one, two, three, four, five, six EPIRBs. <laughs> now we've got we've got them inside life rafts, we've got float freeze, we've got got them inside the wheelhouse. Uh, each of our tenders have them. But then you've got to register your EPIRB and keep it registered. Um, and that date does not um, coincide with the expiry date, which is stamped on the EPIRB. So that just puts in another degree of difficulty. Um, and again, I'm certainly not anti-EPIRBs, and I understand the need for registration, but surely we could line it up a little bit easier than what it is. Yeah, saying that, but... Um for those who don't have EPIRBs, when you register an EPIRB, which which you should be doing if you've got one on board the boat with AMSA, it's a two-year recurring thing. So they normally send you a reminder at two years to say, can you just uh, let us know if there's been any changes? And that means basically what you're doing is next of kin, uh, someone to contact uh, if your EPIRB goes off. So it's a good thing to have and also remind you when the batteries are due. Yeah, well, the, um, the last lot I looked at didn't have the, when the batteries were due. But um, I understand, but yeah. it's just, just that more paperwork that keeps piling up, and it's only a little—it's only a little bit of work. Yeah, but it's, it's only, only a little bit of work. To your it's only a little bit of work. Yeah. yeah. yeah then you find yourself in the office for two days straight, just trying to get the paperwork <laughs> together instead of getting down to the boat and doing something. And how many units do they find you for the paperwork's not up to date? Oh, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kieran, you got any fish reports for us? I can't—I yes, can't mate. get Matt from uh, Duff's at the moment. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, while we spoke to Stevie Bowler, we didn't get to talk about Tamworth. The fishing tackle on outdoor store out there was retweeted and they're saying that the fishing is not too bad, but you've got to fish deep with that hot weather. The keeper is now down to 54%, that's the dam level, but very good catches of yellow belly on, but still using this black soft plastic grub. That's working quite well. The cod are uh, few and far between. Chaffee is at 88%. That's good. Blades are working well there. So is the black grub. Split rock is 98%. And uh, again, it's fishing quite okay. The rivers, well, they're good. Finner baits and blades, surface lures, all working. Even the worms are working. Yellow belly, cot and carp are being caught out of the Namoy and the peel. You go to Glenbourne, it's 93% full. It's a bit quiet. Fishing deep's been the way to go. Soft plastics and blades. St. Clair has been quite okay. Hard body lures, uh, some chatterbaits going there. 90% is the dam level. And as I said, the trout streams, well, you've got to look for the deeper holes. Take some spinners and small hard body lures along. Baits will work. But the, the clue to it is, while this hot weather is about, fish deep. What do you think, Pete? 
certainly, um, you're talking fresh water there. <laughs> the yeah. dam levels. Um, uh, dams are for drinking water. <laughs> 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 if, I, if I haven't got 50 miles of ocean around me, I'll start to panic. <laughs> I, I don't think this is true. I don't think I've ever caught a fish in fresh water. I haven't. I've never caught a fish in fresh water. I've never fished in fresh water. Okay. Yeah. Just, um, you should try it going cast from carp. Yeah, they tell, yeah. tell me they make yeah. good uh, good burley. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, good fertilizer. Fertilizer, that's good it. Fertilizer. Yeah, that's that's something I've never done. I've never caught a fish in fresh water. I've never been fly fishing. Um, it's always just been salt offshore. Water, saltwater fly fishing is quite exciting. Uh, I've had people out when they've been saltwater uh, fly fishing for marlin. Yes, yeah, switch baiting. Yeah, and, uh, going that way. So, you know, you want a fish that big taking them. The small fly type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that was interesting. I, had, I hadn't done that myself, but I had customers that used to do it. And, um, yeah, that was, was exciting, that's for sure, watching a marlin take a fly. And that ties up the, the boat for nearly the rest of the day. That's it. <laughs> so you're not causing much damage to any boat you're taking one fish. And we're backing up very hard, I can tell you that <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Fly fishing, Grant, you can do that off your boat now. Yeah, good luck with that. I, I, always, I, I would love to see people do that at saltwater. I've never seen, you know, uh, people doing saltwater fly fishing. I reckon it'd be, uh, was it, was it, was it, enter, like, when I would say, is it entertaining, Peter? Was it what you expected? Like, is it what you would, ex you would, See people doing in fresh water? I, I didn't expect them to catch a fish, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we hooked up a little striped marlin, and uh, no, it wasn't a, wasn't a huge fish, but anyone's probably about 50 kilos, something like that, which we tagged and released. Yeah. But, um, yeah, these guys, they were very keen on it. In fact, one of them wanted to take a canoe out to Brown's Mountain and paddle around while fly fishing, and I, I sort of said, no, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, that's 20, I suppose, I don't know, Brown's Mountain's 25 miles east of Sydney, um, and it's, it's a great area for looking for marlin because of the, uh, the, the bottom structure, which is a extinct volcano which rises from the bottom. Um, so it's a good place to look for marlin, but uh, I didn't like the idea in a kayak paddling around out there. And, no, but that was very interesting to watch. There you go. Something uh, different uh, for you. Also, watching, watching Paul Bird on his YouTube channel um, and uh, from his TV show, uh, watching him catch crab with, uh, all, you know, a hook and and sinker. Yeah, but um, there's a lot of places. Amazing. There's a lot of places that, um, like Macquarie, things like that, and places you've got to use a, a hook and sinker or a line and uh, to catch them. It's a bit of an art form. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it's amazing watching him do it. And because once the you know the crab gets close to the boat, he wants to let go. He's not silly, so you've got to just be sharp and get him in the right way. And uh, he was using a net, getting a net and grabbing it that way. I was just fascinated watching somebody do it that way, other than you know using a trap. Now, there's, there's so many different methods you can use, and um, now when it comes to marlin, we've caught them on, um, on bait, we've caught them on lure, we've caught them on fly, we've uh, certainly caught them spearfishing. Um, but now, one I haven't done, I haven't seen, is people with drones, dropping baits or lures with drones uh, from the shoreline. Yeah, the beach fishermen. A lot yeah. of rock fishermen do yeah. A lot of rock fishermen do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just something I haven't seen, but it'd uh, be interesting to watch. Okay. We'll take a break and see if we can come back with PJ. This is the High Tide and Super Network.
talk overnight. Princess Mary, soon to become Queen Mary, born in Hobart, and now to become a, a queen. First time an Australian born to become a royal. I think it's a, it's a fantastic story. This is 2SM. Well, as the world's growing more aggressive in the way it is, I think we've got to keep an eye on our own. I mean, you want to be an Aussie, mate? You've got to be an Aussie. People come here and they usually renounce the country because they want it to be a better life. Why would you have two citizenships? Talk overnight on 2SM. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au Summer is here. And you want your car air conditioning working at its best. You'll be blown away with the air conditioning service at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Our fully qualified mechanics will help keep you cool through the summer with a comprehensive service of your car's air conditioning system. So book online today at repcoservice.com. For those high-rise and difficult access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone... Zero double four nine eight four nine nine four nine. Nothing says Aussie summer like an ice cold Bundaberg ginger beer, coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine, and your mates. Bundaberg ginger beer is a true blue brew, a quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger and a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew, Bundaberg Ginger Beer. This is Radio 2SM. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Okay, welcome back. Yep. Pete, what are you saying? License to issue poisons? <laughs> we're, just, we're just talking about other logbooks that come up then. We used to have to have a license to issue poisons, and that was to hand the person a seasickness pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, and that had to be written up in a log as well. <laughs> of Why is it a poison? Of um, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, just I just smile and tick the box and fill the form in, and <laughs> there we go. Or we just failed to give people um, seasickness pills, but left a few laying around the boat, <laughs> a couple of packets. <laughs> They're there if you want them. Was the other thing? Uh, yes, more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, but um, think, you, know, you, you don't want to make um, boating activities or any other activity. Uh, harder than what it is, but it appears as if boats get targeted more than houses and more than cars. Um, when you get um, 
a uh, maritime vessel or a police vessel or someone that comes on and wants to look at all your logbooks, wants to look at your life jackets, the life jacket, light expiry dates, your flare expiry dates and that sort of stuff. That mm. doesn't happen on road. It doesn't happen on land. Um, you, you get no, um, true. R- randomly you will get um, border force that will board your vessel and want to look to who you've got on board uh, I've never been pulled over and had anyone inspect my boot when you're going through <laughs> from Queensland to New South Wales to see if I've got any refugees oh, except, hiding there except when COVID's about, <laughs> except when COVID's about. Yeah, but the boats do seem to be targeted interesting one let's go to PJ morning PJ Jeez, your timing's wrong if you'd been five minutes earlier or five minutes later it should have been fine why is that what are we up to <laughs> I'm just in the middle of swapping trailers. Oh, that's right. Do you want me to call you back? There's no problem. No, no, you've got me now, so bear with it. Okay. Hey, Pete, you talk about getting boarded and all that sort of stuff. You want to try driving a heavy vehicle? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> not the cars get the heavy vehicles. Yeah. yeah, no, it gets a bit how you're going at times, but, um, geez, this humidity of late. Killer, isn't it? <laughs> in the far north, there's just plenty of moisture up that way, that's for sure. Well, I reckon the grass here grows twice as quick as what it does in Sydney. And when you turn your back, you've got to refill the mower and mow it again. <laughs> <laughs> you basically, you basically got a um, what am I trying to say? A um, a round circuit. As soon as you finish mowing the front, you go around the back. You finish mowing the back, you go around the front. <laughs> Well, yeah, when, you, when you finish your report, uh, uh, VJ, well, I might give you a little report on what's happening in Port Douglas and the yeah, area up there. Find out what's happening up there. Yeah. Still yeah. a lot of grief. How's the fishing been this week, Pete? Oh, mate, when, when you can get out there, it's been bloody lovely. Yeah, no, it's been, um, what can I say? Some of the pearl perch. Mark Turnbull got one, 3.9 kilo. Good fish, yeah. That is a good fish, but, yeah, the current's been... Some days it's raging and you can't hold bottom, and the other days it's, um, it's, it's not there. And when it's not there, that's, that's hard, as they say, uh, no run, no fun. And it's, 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 don't go dropping the trailer on your toe. We don't want to hear the scream. Yeah, coming the hitch, yeah, don't, don't drop <laughs> no, it's hooked up to it. It's all good. Turn the engine off and all that. Yeah, no, what's been happening, Roy's, um, the offshore fishing, it's, um, Oh, catching my breath back. <laughs> yeah, the offshore fishing has been really good. There's um some of the dolphin fish that are coming in, you know, like if you want double figure dolphin fish, they're out there and there's no shortage of them. Get there early and get there with some good live baits, not too big. If you can get small yakkers, um I know a bloke that went to the trouble of getting herring in the river. And they didn't look at the herring because they're not used to eating herring. Yeah. But he found some small yakkers and small slimies, and that absolutely nailed them. I wouldn't like to be a yak because everything eats yellowtail, don't they? Yeah, well, you know, like some of the best shoeys we're catching off the beach is uh, on on uh, butterfly yellowtail that we're catching. Yeah. Um, you know, like every time we go offshore and we get a tank for the live bait, we don't get rid of them at the end of the day. We we freeze them down, sold them down. Um, yeah, that Mark Taylor had a really good bag of, of snapper during the week. Um, him and Eric Rose went out and they fished up off uh, just wide of Diamond Head. They fished out of Crowdy. Um, some of the fish are three kilo. They're really good fish. Um, you know, the, the, when the current lets you fish the bottom, the fishing's been really good, you know. Um, there's been tuskies, pearlies, snapper. 
um, on the surface as you dial some fish. The bonito are a little bit scarce, but there's plenty of um, slimies out there. Um, it's been a few cobia caught, but that's telling me that uh, mackerel shouldn't be too far away. I did hear in the report there from Kieran, um, Barry's Bay up there, just north of Port, so it is a few cobia and mackerel up there that should only be a week or two away from us. Um, but the river, what can I say about the river? Um, Peter Banford proved his reputation for flattered whisperer. He's had five lovely flattered. We, we have a bag limit of five for all fish unless it's uh, dictated smaller than fisheries. It's old bar comp. Peter had five lovely flathead. Um, his best one was 69.5 centimetres. Um, it's just shades under the fisheries cutoff size, but we're allowed photographs of fish over 70. Um, but yeah, Peter, um, was trolling hard bodies on the, on the flats. So um, he's doing the old Gold Coast method, following um, hard bodies up there, get his uh, flathead and lovely brace of five good flathead. Um, some whiting, Rick Jackson and I got some lovely whiting on um, nippers. They're not um, they're not chasing surface poppers too actively where we are, and I don't know if that's been because of the wind's been rippling the surface a bit, but um, I don't know what's happening down Foster, but some of the uh, some of the recognised sand flats where they throw the poppers for whiting. Yesterday would have been absolutely uh, outrageous with all the people out there on the water celebrating Australia Day, which quite likely they should be doing. Um, the, the river, though, um, blue swimmers are still about. They're getting uh, quite a few blue swimmers in the lake down Foster. Um, the break wall, the Tankari break wall and the Foster break wall, um, been turning up some good tube. Um, Steve Yorry's young fella back got one there the other week, but there's been a constant stream of fellas getting Jews and the 8 to 10 kilo, and there's been a few cobia turned up as well. Uh, there was a, a spangled emperor caught there just inside, um, just inside the um, the break wall there. So that's, I won't say it's uncommon, but it's not common. You, you, there'll be three or four a season caught. Um, the jacks have been caught in the Hastings. There's been some good jacks. The guys that are using herring and live mullet are getting some really, really nice jacks, 55, 60 centimetres, and that's good to see them throwing them back. Um, the brim, I don't know where the brim are. I haven't found any, but um, I'm thinking there's a few off the headlands. We've had some horrific northerly breezes, Alan, that just whipped up the swell. It hasn't made it easy to fish the rocks, and the beaches have just been um, compounded with more red weed washed in again, and huge cross currents here. You cast out and within a minute and a half it's 90 degrees from where you threw it, you know, so it's almost back up on the beach. So the beach has been fishing. The sheltered beaches, when you can get away from the weed and the swell, if you can get a handful of worms, you're going to get some really good whiting. I saw a catch of whiting there. A fellow had um, his tent whiting, and I reckon there wasn't one under 35 centimetres. They're all good whiting, so it'll um, be interesting to see what happens during this week. The moons... Look at the moon's last night, wasn't it? Uh, I'm just looking at it now. It's a big old moon sitting here over there. Uh, you know, <laughs> don't need the light. Well, at least we know it's not raining. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a werewolf for the night. No! <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, she's, um, she'll have a fair old effect on the tides because there, um, a couple of weeks ago, all we were getting was a 0.3 to a 0.8 high. So half a metre run in the water. They weren't bad pipes for fishing certain spots. Um, the rocks weren't real good fishing, but the river was fishing pretty well. Um, uh, what else has been going on? The freshwater theme, I haven't heard much of the bass fishing. 
haven't heard much of, uh, of that at all. So I don't know what's coming out of the upper river. Um, if I catch up to Wayne Robbo tonight, he might know a bit because only fishes with a lot of guys on the on the tour, the East Coast tour. Um, they fished a brim, the Flathead and Bass Classic, so we'll see what's happening with that. And uh, I probably will see him tonight because I'm driving his truck today. So um, you can fill me in with some info on Bass. The, um, the wide blue station, I haven't heard of any marlin out of Crowdy. Okay. But um, I'm not to say they, they wouldn't be there. If the dollies are there, there's got to be a marlin there, but... I think um, what's happening is there's a lot of holiday fish out there and um, I haven't seen or heard any of the locals at Target and getting any fish. They might be waiting for the holiday crowds to go away. But um, <laughs> we'll see what happens with the current. That's, uh, that's all I can say. And uh, I've just got to say one thing. I have seen so many people with mismatched outfits. And I'm going, you know, that reel's a bit too big for that rod. Oh, that's what they told me, BCF. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but not necessarily BCF, it's just any of the department stores, <laughs> the multinationals type of thing, because uh, yeah. they've got just normal staff and they don't have keen fishers in there with the expertise to send you the right gear. Support your local tackle store. Yeah. You know, like, he's going to set you up with what you need to do it right, because he... He depends on your return custom. That's right. He wants you to catch fish so you'll go back. That's right. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're fishing every week there or if you're coming up every year for a holiday. He wants you to come up next year to get more gear. So yeah. he's going to give you the right mail. And they'll have all the up-to-date, um, all the up-to-date mail and where the fish are being caught. Yeah. But, yeah, I've seen so many people and, I don't know, uh, you know, like fishing clubs used to be the places to go and get all that information there, but... Mm. Um, you can go to the social media things, and you know I still see some things on there that are quite frankly make me pull my head back and go, "What the heck?" Well, social media is not necessarily the truth in a lot of things. Well, Abraham Lincoln right. said you can't believe everything on the internet. So, you know. <laughs> okay, thanks anyway, for that, Pete. Talk to you tomorrow. See you. Bye. So, bye, Peter Johnson. We'll be back with more of High Tide in a minute. G'day, Australia. Glenn McGrath here. No one should go through breast cancer without care. That's why every virtual pink seat you buy during the NRMA Insurance Pink Test helps ensure that people with breast cancer can access the support of a McGrath breast care nurse for free. Help the McGrath Foundation reach our goal of 250 McGrath breast care nurses this year. Side, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make finance easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone 
and bushfire flame zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the PAL Kit Homes way, you go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone PAL on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, network construction services could save you a hell of a lot of time and believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like water Proofing or concrete cancer repairs, which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 9808-5673. Got it? 9808-5673. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Well, welcome back to High Tide. Alan and Peter Sayer in the studio, Grant and Kieran online. But let's go to the New South Wales Commissioner for Marine Rescue, Alex Brills online. Morning, Alex. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. And I was good to see, oh, glad to see uh, all whoa, the people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. At, what? Something wrong there. What's that? Yes, I heard good that. Good morning, young gentlemen. Well, oh, gentlemen, that's good. We've been upgraded. Hang on, he nah. knows. No, he knows Peter Sayers in the studio. <laughs> that's oh, all. Right. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> Thank so you. Twenty twenty-four, a positive note. <laughs> that's good. But Alex, we saw a lot of uh, marine rescue people out in the harbour yesterday, doing a great job. Yeah, look, yesterday's one of our busier days. Obviously, in support of police and, and transporters, they, they run and coordinate those events, but also just, you know, general, um, busy day for us right across the state. We had plenty of boats logged on. Um, I think the, the strong winds kept a few away, but, um, from all accounts, it was a very busy day for all of our crews. Yeah, it was interesting watching some of the uh, AFP people at Kirribilli Point on the boats with uh, machine guns. So they were keeping an eye to make sure no one misbehaved. Maybe they had some intel that no one else had. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it's sobering to see them out there. Looking out for jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I made that point, Alex. They're banned on Sydney Harbour, but they have a have a parade of jet skis um, in Sydney Cave yesterday morning. Yeah, it's unusual. I think uh, I, I know from putting on my old transport hat that um, you know there's special exemptions that can apply for those events, for those sorts of days and events. And I, you know, I think it's good. It's a bit of a spectacle. Yeah. Um, but uh, certainly wouldn't want to encourage any other jet skis to try getting on the harbour. You'd be jumped on probably by the AFP and everybody else. <laughs> well, Dion Ellison put it on, I think, and he, he, he did a good show. But, yeah, I'd like to see them back on the harbour because it takes the pressure off the other waterways. There's shares that are out. Yeah, look, I'm going to stay right away from that <laughs> one. <laughs> no. no one in anything <laughs> wants to take a, a, a position on the jet skis. It's poison yeah, chalice. Look, it's going to be a long time before that happens. I mean, um, whether right, wrong or indifferent, um, you know, there's still issues in some of the other waterways with yes. jet skis and the way they're, they're ridden. So I think at the moment um, there probably wouldn't be an appetite to bring no, them back no. on to Sydney Harbour. Okay, on a more sobering note, there was a tragic incident down at Grace Point yesterday morning. 
Yeah, it was. And look, there's no doubt the police are preparing a report for the coroner. I think it was just after 10.15 yesterday down at Grays Point, two small pinnies collide. And unfortunately, one of those occupants, a, a young female, 16-year-old girl, has been tragically killed. So I guess from our perspective, it is just a reminder that, you know, um, you, you've got to make sure that you're keeping a proper lookout at all times and, and just being responsible on the water. Um, again, as I say, there'll be a report prepared for the coroner and no doubt police are investigating. But, you know, um, water, the waterways are congested on Australia Day uh, and it's just so important that people act responsibly and, and, and take all care when they're out and about. So, yeah, that's just a tragic incident, something that no one would have wanted to happen yesterday. Yeah, now Marine Rescue has been busy. You had some things happening on Wednesday up at Nambaka Heads. Yeah, again, it was a really good rescue and uh, great for our, our teams up there to be uh, on the spot very, very quickly and, and save those two people that were in real difficulty in, in the river there. So um, that was a great result. And also at Lake Macquarie, um, I think it was only 12 minutes it took our crews to get to a capsized vessel uh, and rescue. Um, the crews of those boats were all young boys that have been in the water for about 30 minutes and uh, luckily for them that they're all wearing life jackets. And again, it's just that, that reminder um, around wearing life jackets particularly um, the time of when you end up in the water so that was a great result from both of our crews uh, at those locations and you know, it's on the back of probably what was our, or was our busiest calendar year last year so we're just seeing you know, our workload increase and I think that's on the back of more boats being out and about Okay, that, that, uh, that begs the question uh, we're getting worse at safety, is there more incidents happening or is the reporting better than what it used to be? Look, I think it's a, it's a combination of all those things, I think, Alan. I think the reporting's better. Um, we're getting called to more jobs. There's definitely more boats on the water from what we're hearing and seeing. So it's a combination of all those things. Again, disappointingly for us, we do see a lot of our assists um, for things where, you know, people have run out of petrol and checked their engines before they go out. So um, we're seeing a consistent amount of those, which is disappointing. So that's why we're just continuing our messaging about some of those simple basic checks before you go out, before you take your boat off the trailer, that you've checked, you've checked that it's in good order and it's uh, fit for wherever you're heading uh, on that day. And, um, you know, unfortunately we're seeing too much of that. Yeah. The incidents hey, on the, um, the, on the uh, New South Wales North Coast there, were they bar crossings or were they just uh, in rivers? No, they were swimmers in, in rivers who got caught in the rip in the current, so it was just near the bar. Um, and, you know, Nambuck is one of our strongest units up there. They put jet skis on the water most days of the week, so it was fortunate that they were out doing their general patrolling when they came across the swimmers. Oh, that's good. And Kieran, did you want to say something? Yeah, just about the um, that sinking vessel off the Illawarra coast. What type of vessel was it? Yeah, look, we've, we had it reported as a, a six to seven metre uh, open runabout and it was an EPIRB activation um, which came through. We obviously got notified by the New South Wales Police to go and assist. And, um, yeah, so that was, um, you know, they, they'd made, managed to make their way back to the boat ramp themselves. Um, oh, but um, we were certainly there uh, if it had it gone a little bit worse. But it was good that they had their EPIRB on board and uh, they chose to activate it. And, again, it shows the benefits of the EPIRB, even though I heard your early conversation about the registration. Um, but, um, you know, in a case like this, it was probably good that they, they activated it and got emergency crews on their way. Yeah, look, never be afraid if you think you're in trouble, activate it. It's, you're not going to get in trouble for doing that if you think you're in a perilous situation. That's exactly right, and that's what they're there for. You certainly don't want to uh, be wishing that you had to let it go if, um, you know, your boat sinks and you had an opportunity to get it, get it 
uh, activate it or at least get hold of it too. So it's very important with your repurp to, to know where it is in your vessel. Um, you know, make sure it's stored correctly. If it's designed to be a float-free EPIRB, all those types of things, yeah, they definitely save lives. And check it every now and again. It's got a test button on it so you can check it to make sure the battery's right. Just because the battery's in date doesn't mean that it works. That's right. And make sure you do have it registered in, in your name. Yes. Myself, I just bought a second-hand boat, and uh, the transfer from the previous owner to me was just simple. It was an online process. Um, took me a few minutes and, um, yeah, straight away it was, um, it was into my name and, yeah, hopefully I don't need it, but if I do, they're going to have the right detail. That's I guarantee right. my wife will come looking when they ring her as the next kin, but, um, nonetheless, it's, uh, good to, good to have it registered with the right people. Okay, now a couple of your members got uh, recognised in the Australia Day Awards? Yeah, we did, and this is, uh, it, it's really great. Two of our strong members, I know that both Personally, Jimmy Artiga, who's our unit commander at Broken Bay, he was nominated and won the Citizen of the Year for the Northern Beaches Council, um, which is great. Jimmy's done a wonderful job with our Broken Bay unit. Um, yeah, got wonderful, great members, a lot of training going on up there. And, and Ken Delaney, who was a previous deputy unit commander and unit commander up at Ballina, um, was won the award of Volunteer of the Year at Ballina. So, um, that's, that's a, Great achievement for both of those members, and it's great to see Marine Rescue and the, the effort of our members recognised on Australia Day. Yeah, no, that's, that's very good. Okay, Alex, thank you very much for your time this morning, and look forward to catching up with you during the year. But any uh, tips for the people out there for safety? No, look, just make sure that they keep checking the weather conditions. I think that's what we're seeing, and um, yeah, we're seeing some unstable weather conditions. Conditions continue, so make sure you do check the weather and importantly make sure that you log on with your marine rescue. Okay, put the app on your phone, you don't even have to talk on the radio. You don't, the app's wonderful, and we're seeing a big increase in people using the app, so that's fantastic. Okay, thanks very much for your time this morning, Alex. Good on you guys, have a Okay, cheers. Alex Burrell, who's the Commissioner for Marine Rescue New South Wales, and he's very switched on, Pete. He is very switched on, and please don't think that I wasn't saying that EPIRB shouldn't be uh, registered. Oh, that's right, no, absolutely, no, that's right. Absolutely should. You, you, were, you were more on, it's adding to the workload for your commercial, which it's it's just a thing you have to do. If you just had to do that if you're on a pleasure boat, it's fine. Yeah. But you've got that six, many other things. Six EPIRBs, each with different <laughs> dates, but each with different when, expiries. But when mm. you go on to log on, you log on, it'll show all six if they're all registered in your name. Yeah, I don't touch the big boss. Ah, uh, you let Michelle do that, Because <laughs> when, when you log on, with your log on, it gives you all the repairs, because I've got some in the aircraft and yeah. some in the boat, so that all shows Actually, all I think I have more than six, actually. We have six on board vessels, and we also uh, have um, another two that we carry with um, in housings with our scuba diving gear. There you go. So there's eight. <laughs> eight. Okay. Grant, how many have you got on board your yacht? I've just got the one. I've just, just got, got the one. Yeah. Yeah, so you haven't got a life just raft all, uh, yet. Al- no, I, I just saw a, a fisho making his way down Pitwater, heading out. Looks like he's going to go offshore. He's going straight into a shower at the moment too. So our first boat has gone screaming past today. Oh, you didn't complain because your yacht is driving too fast? Hey. Oh, listen, listen. Give him time out of coffee, then you'll start complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a sea ibis. Now, what's the water conditions up there anyway, Grant? Beside a bit of showers around. Yeah, it's well, it's crystal. It's really smooth. There's not much. Um, not much movement in the water at all. Wind's coming out of the northeast at the moment, and I heard them say in the weather that it was a very unlikely chance of any coastal showers. Well, they've missed that mark because it is... Uh, it, it's, it's not heavy rain. It's just sprinkle rain, but it's pretty consistent. Okay. Oh, that's all right. That's good for you. Wash us down the boat. We're looking for a Port Douglas update there. Yeah, but you've only got about 30 seconds. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's no problems. 
but uh, we might have time in the next hour to do it anyway. There's no problems. Oh, and and I'd love to know, too, Pete, about your book and um, how you come about writing that. You were talking about having to fill in so many logs. You obviously became a very proficient writer. <laughs> and I want to find out a bit more about how long it took you to make that book because that was very complex. Okay, we'll do that after the news. Listen to High Tide and the Super Negro. Uh, we'll be back after 6 o'clock news.